1: Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your candidate or career search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston, executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And today, I am about to have a conversation with a gentleman that. This topic is so close to my heart because I know you guys have heard me say many, many times before I'm an assessment junkie. But after taking several of the assessments, this is the one I landed on. So I want to introduce to you Jeff Yates. He is a consultant for iWorkZone, the fastest growing premier talent analytics provider. iWorkZone combines superior science with a revolutionary, fully automated software platform to provide tools that make an immediate impact on hiring and retention of talent who truly fit capital F-I-T, within the success structure of your organization. iWorkZone is an excellent resource for candidates, helping them find out how their innate abilities, interests, attitudes, and behaviors combine to make them all unique and valued. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to learn some amazing things about this test, and you're going to be begging me for the link to take it when we're done. So. Jeff, welcome.
0: Thanks, Casey. How are you?
1: I am so wonderful.
0: Awesome. It's Positive great to be, be here. This you is stay fun. Myself. Well, you know, and
1: I really appreciate you taking I know you're, the business has been super busy crazy right now, yeah. and you are off not here all the time so thank you for yeah. making time to share with our audience a little bit more about this assessment
0: yeah nice to be home been on the road a little bit so yeah. it's good to be here <laughs> I see your
1: LinkedIn post all the time yeah, yeah. and all the good things you're doing and that you're helping companies you know do their assessments and um, you know in an effort to retain talent right
0: right that's what it's all about
1: so I, th- I think it's really interesting to talk for a minute about how you and I met right.
0: Yeah, in, so, a, in a very different way, right? Very
1: different. Because I am one of those that whenever I'm working with a client, I will ask them, you know, are there any extra assessments? or there tests that you're going to be giving the candidates that I need to know about? And I was working with a client, three architectures, right? one of your clients yes, as well. That is correct. And they said, well, we have this um, assessment that we give. It's just really more of a personality type assessment. And I was like, okay, I need to take it so I can tell the candidates <laughs> how to what to expect. And so I took it, and then I had a conversation with you, and I was blown away.
0: Yeah, we have a way of uh, kind of creeping people out because yeah. this assessment is uniquely different, and it's really, really accurate. And so ninety-five percent, right? Ninety-five percent. So when I have a conversation with somebody that I've literally never met and get to creep them out. Literally, you know, if we think back to your boss, Mike, he yes. literally asked me who I had talked to yeah. about <laughs> I him <forgot> about that. <laughs> the first time we ever met. Yeah. That's what's fun. But yeah, it was, it's, uh, you know, it's really how we've grown our business over the last five years is just working with different people, and then they share it with other folks. Yes. And so I'm thankful for the folks at Three. They're they they're great friends of ours, and I'm glad they introduced me to you because we've had a lot of fun working together.
1: We've had so much fun. And in fact, I wanna just say thank you and give a shout out to you guys too, because when I launched my personal brand, you agreed to sponsor me, and you're my one of my very first sponsors. Absolutely. So people can actually get to that link through my website as well.
0: That's right, we love Casey. <laughs> I love you Absolutely. guys too, I think you know that. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So, um, so tell me a little bit, let's talk a little bit about you know how we came to use it because when we were running it by our team we benchmarked our entire team Mm -hmm. and so we use it to understand how a candidate will fit into our culture and work environment not Mm -hmm. just from a can you do the job but do you fit in with everybody around us how do these assessments benefit companies that use them?
0: Yeah, we're, we're uniquely different. There's a lot of tools that are out there. There's there's old school tests like uh, Myers-Briggs and disk that have been around forever. Mm-hmm. Great tools, yep. um, nothing wrong with them. But uh, we take life a little bit different in the sense that what those look at is just your personality. So mm-hmm. that's the way the world sees you, right? And right. it can be influenced, it can be changed. Uh, people we work for, the company we work with, where we grew up, all kinds of different things can influence <laughs> how we act on a daily basis we feel like there's a different way to look at it in the sense that when we're born we're uniquely hardwired in a certain way and so while we think we can go do anything we want to do and we certainly never discourage the bad Mm -hmm. the reality is we're going to find some things a whole lot harder to do based on that internal wiring so we dig into that and, uh, and there's a common theme with every company we work with big and small they have people that they absolutely love and they're going man i wish i could Print that out you know in 3d yes. printing today yes. if i could just do that that'd be great and then they got a few people on the other side of the room that they just kind of go they're back what are we going to do with them today right. and they're not bad people they just don't fit and so the way our tools work the software the the assessment itself it actually looks at that internal wiring truly why you're wired to do the things you do when you understand that it changes everything
1: that is so amazing and i've learned so much through trial and error, as I've used this assessment, I'm by no means an expert like you. <laughs> Although I do tell people that when you talk to Jeff that after he does your assessment, he's so good about it, he can tell you what you ate for breakfast.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. But <laughs> I felt like you we, could We, we can tell you a lot, that's <laughs> for sure, right? Maybe how you chose what you were going to eat for breakfast.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, um, At what point in the hiring process should an employer send a candidate a personality test like the fit assessment and why
0: yeah you know in this day and age it's it's a job seekers world and and so it's very competitive and the fear is that man if I give somebody a test up front they they may just go on somewhere else Mm -hmm. well the reality is assessments are very much a part of the hiring world these days it's very common to have people take a pre-screen tool something like this and so from our point of view best practices to have the applicant do this as part of the upfront application process. When you do that, we actually provide you a way to very quickly focus on the right candidates. Uh, I I say this all the time, you can kiss all the frogs to find a prince or you can kiss a few. And uh, in, in this day and age where we're really busy and we all have a hard time getting everything done, how about if we can help you focus on a few people that are truly wired for the job you get more out of that time. Frankly, you'd never talk to those other people that don't match well, because you're, you're gonna hire one of those first few you talk to.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I use this, we were just talking about this on a last podcast podcast with the uh, partners um, where they were telling the story of VIP and Mike still kind of looks at me and he goes, I know you love that assessment, Casey. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. I rely on it very heavily. And I, I not only rely on it for internal hiring, but I know there have been times, because like right now we benchmark our applicants against our top producers in the office. And there are times when I don't have anybody to benchmark, Mm -hmm. but I've called you and I've said, okay, these are the characteristics I need and you can create that profile and that benchmark for us.
0: Absolutely, and there's two things to that that you just said. One is, in a lot of situations, we want to understand those people that do a job well for you, Mm -hmm. because you guys have a different culture, the way you run your business, the way that you set your culture up, what your expectations are. And so certain people are not going to fit as well into that culture. At the same time, sometimes you just don't have a superstar. Maybe it's a one-off position. At that point, we can kind of look at what the job description is, what are those expectations. We can still come up with a profile that fits Mm -hmm. very well.
1: Yeah. We did that earlier this year because we had a brand new role that we were creating and we didn't know what that was going to look like. Mm -hmm. We just knew kind of the characteristics and profiles that we wanted that person to have. And you guys were so, so helpful. And guys, I'm just going to tell y'all right now, this is not expensive and it is so helpful in your hiring processes. It's, probably saved me from a lot of frogs.
0: So, <laughs> that's our goal, right? Yeah, that's our
1: goal. Um, so let's get into my favorite part. Okay. Let's talk about the Talent DNA Report and sure. the four different focus zones that it analyzes. Um, can you tell us what each of these are and explain the way they indicate how a person is wired for the world of work?
0: Sure, absolutely. So we look we at four different aspects of a person. One is personality. Mm-hmm. So very familiar with that. We call that co- uh, competitor, cooperator, coordinator, and communicator all great things to understand all things we can coach teach and train we also look at active versus passive which has to do with how your brain functions Mm -hmm. and so for somebody that i'm sitting close to right now (laughs) <laughs> they might have a really highly active brain, and uh, and so when we have something like that, that's somebody that's just constantly thinking, constantly coming up with different thoughts. It's important to understand that when you're communicating with people. flip side is a highly passive brain, very effective. We just need to communicate differently. We look at task versus people. We all fake it for a while, but in the end we tend to f- to fall one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And then we draw a line right there. Those three areas still are kind of how the world sees us. Then we dive into that fourth area, and it's what matters most. It's those six areas that are just uniquely hardwired about us. Am I an enterprising person, which is that natural drive? Am I a realistic person? Do I have a 1,000 questions and I'm not going until I get it? Am I investigative? Am I willing to sit down with a blank piece of paper and solve the problem? Or am I the opposite of that? Am I artistic? I just want to collaborate and daydream somebody else come up with that plan am i social do i genuinely care about people and want to teach and train and then conventional people bless their hearts we need those people to keep us in line because they like the same job all day every day exactly exactly So, so those that that all comprises the talent selfie but even within that we focus most on that internal wiring what we call your talent dna because that's the part that literally when you're born never changes about who you are
1: so I think I remember you saying one time though that there was a possibility that your internal wiring could change, but it would
0: take a major life event and you would yeah. revert back. Exactly. So sometimes in life it deals us a, a tough moment, you know, a death in the family, a, a terrible relationship breakup, loss of a child, something major and traumatic. When that happens, we all tend to get a little more realistic, right? Mm-hmm. We we go, why? Why yeah. did this happen? Why am I going through this? Over time, what we tend to see in people that go through that is the realistic kicks way up, but then give it a little time to settle back into life and it all settles right back to where we are. We've tested people many years apart Mm -hmm. and their results are almost identical. It's who they are.
1: Interesting, you know, I sometimes think maybe I should take this test again. Maybe I'd had too much monster (laughs) that day. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) Now that might affect that whole competitive side on the outside, right, that active brain, but it's never gonna change who you are on the inside. right?
1: So I met a lady the other day, um, and she is so fascinating. Fascinating what she does. In fact, I'm going to have her come on the podcast as well. She owns a company called Brainology.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: we went out there and toured her facilities. And what she does is she does the EK is it EKGs on the brain? Um, Whatever uh, they do on the brain, mm-hmm. where they can measure how your brain's responding. Sure. And but she does it for business. <laughs> so companies will come to her with their ads, and have her do case studies of people to measure them. To see what they're responding to. Wow! And then Pete, the companies will change their ads based on that stimuli.
0: That's pretty interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's. And very so we
1: went, and they wired Mike up, um, the partner, mm-hmm. and not surprisingly, because he is so realistic and he is so even killed, mm-hmm. he, he's not responding. And she, we, she was Good. showing him scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, but he was just laid back. He's like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and not really responding to it. So, what I thought would be so cool would be to take people with these different measurements of like active passive brain and hook them up to that machine and see what their brain looks like
0: well it's interesting but again it kind of goes back and you mentioned to it with mike he's he's what we call highly realistic and so realistic is the single category that we use to blow up personality testing because we can look at somebody on the outside and say man i'm competitive and i'm a great communicator i can go sell anything but if i'm highly realistic i'll never sell anything i don't believe in and so we miss that because we just look at the personality and say this guy he could go do anything he wants to do but if we give him a task that he doesn't believe in it's not going to go until he gets it and so it'd be really interesting to look at somebody like you that really doesn't care why we're doing it let's just go do it yeah and see how you respond to those ads compared to somebody like mike that literally people have to convince him before he's all on board and it just goes back to again the way we're wired. I need to make that introduction. Yeah, for you, that would be good.
1: So um, I wanted to put up a profile of our team, and I think Trey's got that ready to load up. Um, so that if you're watching this, you can see this, and um, we've went ahead and put my results up there. Um, but I'm going to have. Um, have jeff kind of go through this and this is some of the results from some of our other people that are either with us or no longer with us i'm not going to say which um (laughs) but i kind of want you to speak to i mean you can kind of go through mine and kind of tell people who i am at the core sure and then maybe talk about a couple of those other ones but just be sure and mention it's for the people that are listening
0: absolutely so so there's a the the chart that's up here has, has four different boxes the box on the left is that outer personality uh things that that the world sees about us then the two center columns are that active passive people task and then the box on the right that is that internal wiring that just never changes about who we are and so what's interesting even at first glance when you look at this chart on the on the right hand side three of you are very very similarly wired Mm -hmm. but the world's not going to see the three of you the same way in the sense that you are somebody that's got this strong competitive drive uh, at the same time, while you're 70% competitive, you're two and a half percent cooperative. So <laughs> just an, an FYI, you're not that, that shoulder that wants to hear the sob story about oh, why people didn't so get stuff done. True. It's that's not that so you true. don't care about people, because we absolutely can can prove why you do. But as far as outwardly, you woke up this morning, it's about the to-do list, the task list, you're going to get stuff done. You know, there's probably a time you even stepped on somebody's toe. Not that you meant to, you just go fast. I do you go gotta, fast. you got to make things happen. But when people slow you down, and we see that right side of the chart, these categories, enterprising, social, and artistic, you are that person that's the consummate ready-firing person. You're not worried about it. We'll figure it out as we go. Let's just make it happen. What mountain can we climb today? And at the same time, super highly social and artistic, so there's a lot of empathy, and, and you love people. What sometimes people on the outside miss is because you're going so fast, they don't see that about you. And so you gotta slow that down sometimes and let them see the real Casey, which is somebody that just genuinely cares a ton about people. And so that's, that's that difference.
1: So one of the things that I thought was so interesting that Mike said when we were all sitting together and we were going over my profile is that he said, how can she be so competitive and lead a team? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer was because, because I do have that love of yeah, people.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean outwardly you want to win, there's no question about right. it. But on the inside, the way you're wired, you genuinely care about those people that you're pushing. And so, you know, if we're talking about that from an aspect of of your team and helping them understand you and why you do what you do every day the point that has to be made is some days you're going to come at them really really strong but they need to keep in mind that the only reason you're doing that is because you care so much because you genuinely want to see them succeed too
1: i hope all of you watch this
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you can learn that i'm not being mean (laughs) (laughs) that's right
1: so let's look at one more of those um let's look at um the third one can Okay. So, And the reason I wanna look at this is because we have the same, what you call that entrepreneurial spirit, the mm-hmm. en- enterprising, social, and artistic. And this person has that, but they're very different on, different on the external.
0: Yeah, so, so what we see with, with this, uh, this third person, uh, letter B, is the fact that, while you certainly communicate well, they are a huge communicator. So like they're that person that literally never stops talking. They want to talk all the time. They, uh, they literally will talk to themselves if nobody's around because that's what they've got to do. And at the same time on the task people, we see that your task side is all about what's the to-do list. Theirs is all about the people. And so based on that, it's not going to be uncommon for them to absolutely get off track during the day because they're so busy talking to people. So while you're so focused on getting things done, they're going to likely be sitting at their desk after everybody else has gone home because they still got a pile of things to do because they were so busy talking.
1: Gotcha. You know, one thing interesting that I found a combination that I think is, not conducive to our culture mm-hmm. is i can have somebody that's entrepreneurial mm-hmm. um, that enterprising, that enterprising side, right? side but if they have a high social if that's their number 1 and they're high people
0: mm-hmm. it's not going to work well they just they love to, they to socialize chat. and chat and, yeah. and for somebody like you that starts to become a frustration it, because we got stuff to do let's right, go we'll right. talk along the way but let's go yeah we got to keep moving yeah <laughs> that's and right. so that's and right. on that
1: task versus people something else i wanted to point out is that it's not because my task is pretty high I'm like 75 percent right and it doesn't mean that I don't care about the people again no it just means I want to get that ball
0: across the line it's two different aspects of who you are on the outside you woke up we got stuff to do but if we really get to know Casey on the inside you care so much about what you're doing and you're passionate about it it's why you do everything that you're doing it's why you've created your brand it's why you're pushing every day to bring more exposure to VIP and all that you guys do to help folks. That comes from within. On the outside, you've created this, this mindset that you are gonna win and you're gonna go conquer the world.
1: Yeah, probably. be tomorrow
0: (laughs) (laughs) just just remember me when you're big and famous
1: always always you've you've got a part to write in my book don't forget because i'm I'm including the fit assessment in my hiring up book so all right in your opinion do you feel there are any wrong answers to personality tests should an employer use these tests to help determine if they should hire a candidate or should they use the tool to help understand and manage a new hire
0: yeah i'm so glad you asked that because We live in a really different world today, Mm -hmm. a a world of of diversity and and inclusion, and we're trying to make sure that we treat people fair and unbiased. When you put a tool like this in place, and and the key is it's gotta be a really accurate tool. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of tools out there that are honestly not worth the paper they're on. They just, they create something. Um, But again, it's about creating a situation where you can truly see how this person's wired. And we're quick to point out when we work with a client, there's no red lights and green lights. There's no hire, don't hire. There's no recommendations. We purely show you this is how this person's wired. Now, do they fit your culture? And more importantly, do they fit the people that already do this job well for you in that culture? If they do, talk to them and see if they actually fit that that local culture and what you wanna do. If they're not wired for it, it doesn't mean they can't do the job, but it's going to be a struggle and ultimately they're gonna burn out. And so, No wrong answers. That's the beauty of this, and it is what it is.
1: It's funny that you just said that because we were just talking about this earlier, and I remember after you looked at my results and I told you about my first career.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I laughed about this this morning. I thought about it again. Absolutely. So
1: talk about that a little bit. (laughs) Well, so
0: I think if I remember the conversation exactly how it went down, I think I made the comment to you that if you were an accountant, you would hate every day of your life and be miserable uh, in your job. <laughs> At which point you kind of leaned back and said, do you want to know what I did for a living before I got here? And I said, please don't say it. <laughs> and you said I was an accountant. 20 and, years. 20 years. Yeah. And, and and I can't tell you how often we meet people like you yeah. that they do a job because it pays the bills, it gets their kids through college, it, it puts yep. food on the table. it And, and that, that just goes back to... We chase after jobs for so many different reasons. My parents did it, so I'm supposed to do it. This is what seems to be right or it looks fun or it sounds fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our point is just that when you do things based on how you're wired as well, you have those desires that were put in you naturally. And so based on that, chase that. You'll just find it more fulfilling. There's still days that we don't like to go to work, right? There's still days I don't want to do this but I know every day that I'm passionate about what I do and I love what I do because we make a difference. When you're in that job, whether you're an accountant and you just love numbers and you don't wanna talk to anybody or you're somebody like yourself that's just ready to go conquer the next horizon today, no right or wrong, but do what you're wired to do.
1: Yeah, I can, and I say this all the time on the podcast that I don't work a day in my life because I love what I do so mm-hmm. much. And I know that uh, there's some days I'll call you and I'm like, Jeff, 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 look what I just found. And you're like, okay, okay,
0: calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep up sometimes. Well, I just, <laughs> but that's okay. there's just so
1: many things out there that. To get excited about
0: absolutely so absolutely. i just
1: i love it and absolutely. you know and the first thing i usually do when i come in in the morning with my team i'm like i just listened to a podcast
0: <laughs> listen to what i learned this is I, so cool i don't know how you get it all done in one day
1: <laughs> i don't either so um how can a hiring manager or employer use personality tests like the fist fit assessment to build teams that work best together
0: yeah so you know you think about that chart that we had up a while mm-hmm. ago uh, when we look at a team that kind of has different responsibilities but work together, we hope that that right side of that chart, that internal wiring, is really splattered. We don't want to see people that are all the same. Right. have got a client like that right now that comes to mind, and their entire C-suite is all wired, honestly, like you. They're very social, they're very enterprising, and they're very artistic. And we have a continuous struggle to get anything done because every time say, we sit down, done, they it? come up with 20 <laughs> new ideas. Right. And And so they are so fun to work with, and they are incredibly fun people but the struggle is staying on task because there's a new shinier, or brighty, brighter thing that comes along yeah. quite often that attracts their attention. And so it's good to have balance on that team, to, to have big picture people, detail people, things like that. So a hiring manager can really understand how to put somebody together. The other example that always comes to mind is if you're a culture that's going really fast and not willing to stop and answer a lot of questions, please don't hire somebody that's highly realistic because you'll take somebody that otherwise is probably perfectly capable of doing the job and they'll fail not because of them but honestly because of you yes because we're not giving them what they need and that's really what this comes down to what what our goal is when it comes to teamwork is exposing people to communicating to others in a way that makes sense to them not the way i want to make sense absolutely It's, it's, it's a contrary thought in a world where we just want you to do it, don't ask, just go do it, It just doesn't work well.
1: Absolutely, and I use this like with my new recruiters, to, I manage very differently based on their internal wiring and their external wiring, because yeah. so, I have to, they're very different people. Right. Absolutely. And so we have to, I call it managing in their strength zone.
0: That's right. And that's what we love about what we do is that this isn't just about a pre-hire tool. This is literally a way of life in your organization from top to bottom.
1: And it really is. And it's, it's so like, I mean, now I can, I've gotten to the point where I can kind of read the test, but I know that there's been times where I'm like, I'm just confused. Can you mm-hmm. help me? And then you walk me through it and I'm like, Oh, okay and I learn something new every time we talk
0: yeah so and at the same time we say it all the time we're not that smart we're really just bringing clarity to what you already kind of know about people Mm -hmm. it's like giving you glasses
1: well I would beg to differ on the that smart (laughs) part because
0: (laughs) you guys know a lot about this assessment well it's a lot
1: of fun so I know I've heard you say this many many times about you know this assessment is to help with retention as as well so Talk to me a little bit about how you're using it for that.
0: Yeah, so again, when you put people in the right place up front, they find their job fulfilling and they're tempted to not go anywhere. But the number one thing we see when we look at a company from a culture standpoint, do an engagement survey, we see that retention and payroll and things like that score low. But when you start to peel back the layers, they're not quitting because of the dollar amount on their pay stub. They're quitting because people don't invest in them well. So we give them the ability to communicate, like you said, in different ways, depending on that wiring. When we do that, they feel like we care. They feel like we're investing in them, which ultimately means they're not going to leave because they don't quit for the paycheck. They quit because they say, you know what, Jeff just didn't invest in me. So if we flip that, then they're saying, there's no way I'm leaving this place. This is my family. No way. I don't care what you're willing to pay me. I'm not going anywhere. That is
1: wonderful. Um, So one more question before we get to our special questions. Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) Let's say you are a candidate and you have just been sent a personality test for a job you're applying to. What steps should you take to prepare for the test and how should you go about answering on the test?
0: Yeah, so we have our theory. You've seen that, that line I put in every email that I send out to folks. Mm-hmm. Just have fun with it. Go with your initial instincts and don't dwell too long on any question. Whether it's our tool or any tool, they're not designed for you to try and, and beat the system or answer the right things. Frankly, that's contrary to what's going to be productive. Right. Just go with your gut. Go with what you first see and, and just run with it.
1: Yeah, I think one of the complaints, not complaints, but well, maybe it was a complaint from some people that I've had about the fit test is they're like, I didn't like either one of those answers. That's I'm like, right. That's the point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yet 95% of the time it is spot on with who they are. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yeah. and I, whenever I send it out, I'm like, just don't think about it too much.
0: Yeah. Just answer. That's the beauty of the, the team of PhDs that are behind our, our tools. They're incredible guys that created these things.
1: Yeah, that's and how long has the FIT
0: uh, assessment been around? You know, this, the, the beginnings of this started back in the, the mid eighties. So really? we've been around a long time. Uh, it's uh, a group of PhDs that are now older guys, retired on ranches in West Texas, but they're <laughs> still a phone call away if we need something. And, uh, and they had access to data and to people information uh with the department of labor and things like that that they really studied people and they were able to take the basis of a couple of different tools and and create what we call our talent selfie today certainly the company's evolved over years started as a training company and and we've now moved it into kind of the 21st century of hiring and screening and more automation so that not only do you get really good data you get it really fast and that's critical
1: yes and i am probably the biggest fan of this assessment. I talk about it all the time. Um, Okay, so let's get to our VIP
0: questions. Okay, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm always curious to see how people are gonna (laughs) answer these. I answered them right when you sent them to me in my mind, (laughs) so I think I'm ready. All right.
1: If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you?
0: This one took me about, I don't know, two seconds to answer. Uh, It would be my wife and two daughters. And that's simply because we have always traveled together. And frankly, we've always said that when we were traveling was our happiest time just because you're away from distractions of life and other things that have to go on. And so we've been fortunate enough to travel a lot. Uh, over the years, one daughter in college now, one in, in high school, but there's no doubt that that I would take them with me, albeit a much longer journey than we've ever been on before. So <laughs> it might get a little tough, but uh, there's no doubt those are my three people.
1: Awesome, awesome. Okay, um, what is one thing you do to start your day that sets you up for success?
0: Well, to be honest, I pray. Um, it's uh, it's something that I've learned the older I get that uh, as much as I think I'm in control. I'm really not, right? I'm just part of a process that, that we're going through in life. And, and so uh, quite often, I, I just uh, I pray and then I go to work, because I know that uh, you know, there's a verse that I refer to often, plans of a man are made in his heart, but the Lord's gonna guide his steps. And so the reality is my, my calendar's full. I send out a lot of emails and make a lot of phone calls, but in the end, he kind of knows where I'm gonna end up. And so my goal is to just trust it, work hard, and, and just do the best I can.
1: That's really good. I like that. So, All right. This one tells me a lot about you, too. (laughs) If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be?
0: Mm. Yeah, I ran this by my wife because I I had an an immediate thought, and I think she agreed. It would be that he was really loyal. Um, And I would say, if I put an asterisk next to it, sometimes to a fault, Uh, Uh, simply because uh, I am a highly realistic person. So if you saw my, my test results, but what translates into that is that I'm an extremely loyal and committed person, and so I'll see things through all the way to a fault. Uh, I know a recent study said that the average 50-year-old has 13 jobs on their resume, 2.1 years a job. That's not me. I've had three careers in my 30 years since college, and uh, really have no desire for a different career than what I have now until I'm done. Uh, but so. I'm very loyal, I'm very committed, and, and frankly, sometimes I've probably stayed on the ship past water <laughs> <and> <laughs> when I should have jumped. But, but that's okay. I'd rather be that way than somebody always on the move.
1: All right, so if someone in our audience is just dying to get a hold of you and get a hold of this assessment, how do they get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, iWorkZone.net. It's the letter I and then work zone. Uh, We we came up with this long after iPhone came out when word started starting with the letter I, right? But iWorkZone.net, that's our website. Uh, Our contact information's on there. Our office is in Austin. I'm based here in the Dallas area, and we work all over the country. So we're not too hard to find. I'm on LinkedIn as well, and uh, it's a great place to connect.
1: Yeah, and you can also, if you want to get in touch with me, if that's too hard for you, you can uh, look for me at WeAreVIP.com and I will uh, get you the uh, information you need to get that assessment taken. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I just have one final thing to say to you, Jeff, besides thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me, what a privilege. You are a VIP. (laughs) Thank you very much. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out
0: more, log on to wearevip.com.